All right. Good morning, church. I usually wear one of those, or our ear-worn mic, it goes around your ear, but this week um, I've had a cold, so the last couple of days I was coughing. I thought I better not be coughing in that thing, and uh, that way I could pull this mic away if I need to. And I was studying, I thought, man, you know, the last, yesterday I was reviewing and I was coughing and I thought, man, I don't know, maybe I should call dad and see if he should, you know, come up here. But, you know, I felt the Lord say that it's going to be all right. Uh, You know, the Lord's given me a message this week and I was listening to Dr. John Polis and he was doing a series called No Weapon and he's been talking about this face fight and finishing your battles and, and so I've taken a lot from that and uh, but the Lord dropped some other things into my spirit this morning, and I want to share them briefly with you here today. You know, usually I get the uh, the mic a few minutes um, earlier, but, you know, we needed to recognize our veterans. Amen? We needed to do that, and we needed to have the interruption during worship, and we needed the, the, the Holy Spirit to do that work right there and speak to us. You know, when the Holy Spirit speaks, you just go with it. And this morning, I am going to talk a lot about the Holy Spirit, because without the Holy Spirit, you know, fighting's hard. Fighting your battles are hard. And we all have battles. And there's those three phases to the battle, facing your battle, fighting, and then finishing. Next week, we're going to talk about finishing as the last um, message, and I'll, I'll finish up. But, you know, when we, we face our battle, we need the Holy Spirit. And we have to face our battles. You know Why? Because they're not going to go away on their own. We're all, we all experience battle. We experience tribulation. Jesus said we're going to have trouble. It's going to come. It's going to happen. So, TJ, this ain't sounding real encouraging. Don't worry. Don't worry. And here's the thing. Because Jesus, that was the first part he said to his disciples. Look, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be tribulation. But fear not because I've overcome the world. So see, that's what he said. Now see, you say, well, that's Jesus. Well, the thing is, is Jesus is in us. Amen. And see, the thing is, is that we have, we we fight because God is on our side. We have to face our battles. And a lot of times self-confidence is an issue. A lot of times we don't have confidence in God because we're not feeling it right now or whatever it may be. But we need to put our confidence in God. And then we go fight because we know that God is on our side. And we fight the trouble when it comes our way, and we fight the inner struggles that we have, the self-doubts and the voices and all those things. We fight those things. And it's easier to fight your battle if you understand three things. One is that God is for you. That's number one. God is for us. And when the Bible is talking about God being for you, it's talking about what God did on your behalf through Christ. That's that reckless love that we were singing about. That God sent his only son to die for us and he did that so that we would have the forgiveness of sins. So that we are justified. Now I can say I'm the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. I can say that boldly. I can say that confidently. He has redeemed me from all the curses of the law. He's declared me innocent. Maybe you don't understand all that. That's okay. You can go back and listen to that. But And the second thing is that God is in us. He is in us. 1 Corinthians 6 says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you. This happens for every believer when they get saved. And this began when Jesus breathed on his disciples after he had risen from the dead. He had just shown them his hands, 
in his side. He had, he had raised from the dead already. He hadn't ascended to heaven and he appeared to them and he came to them and he said this in John 20, 22, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now there were other things he said, but this is what we want to focus on this morning. Because from this moment forward, this moment in time, from this moment when he breathed on his disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit, every single person who does what's in Romans, what Paul said, he said, to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the dead. In other words, every single person who gets saved at that moment, the Spirit of God is now living in you. And we have to believe that. And when we know that, it gives us confidence to face and to fight our battles. And the thing is, you know, old things have passed away. All things have become new. I'm a new creature in Christ. I've got to believe that. And the more that I believe that and the more that I know that, the more confidence I have and the more power I have in my life. And the third thing I've got to know is God with us. And we went over this last week. And I want to talk more about God being with us. Because God being with us is different than God in us and God for us. Because God with you means that God is with you in manifestation. In other words, that his power is in operation in your life. How many could use some more power? How many could use that? You know, one of my favorite songs, and yes, it's not a Christian song, is I got the power. I just like it, okay? I think that came out when I was in high school or whatever. Wasn't it Justin? Was that when? You know, I just remember turning to Justin and I said, man, I really like that song. I like that. And I know it's not a Christian song. And I know that's not what they were talking about in the song. But I know what I'm talking about when I sing it. When I say it. Because I have the power because God is in me. Church, the Lord is here this morning. I whew. Glory to God. Church, if you open up your heart to him, you know, and, and normally, I, I mean, I'll just tell you, God's going to do something this morning. I just, I believe that in somebody. There's somebody here. Maybe everything I say to you, and you're like, well, TJ, I know all that. Somebody didn't. Somebody doesn't. And somebody needs it this morning. This morning. In Acts 10, 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. See that word power? Church, this is what I'm looking for. I want more power in my life to overcome so I can speak to this cold that I have and say in the name of Jesus, be out of my body right now. So I can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Church, I've laid hands on people where one leg was inches shorter than the other, and I watched it. I promise you, I watched it grow out. I've seen somebody who couldn't see out of their eye, and the eye was opened. I am looking for a manifestation of God in power in my life, in times where he's come at times, but I'm looking for him to flow in my life and I'm looking for him to pour out his spirit in this church, in the Connection Church, so that there is believers, so there's believers that are walking and moving in the spirit of God that don't care what others think, what they say, 
They don't care what people may say about them because church, the early disciples, they didn't care. They were told not to speak it, not to say it. They were even beaten. They walked out and said, I will still say the name of Jesus. They prayed for others. They laid hands on them. They baptized them in water and they baptized them in the spirit of God. And that's what we're to do. We're to make disciples for Jesus. Jesus gave his disciples power over all the enemy. And we read that last week. We can have church. We can have that same power. Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, he said this in Luke 24, 49, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power on high. We're talking about God being with us in manifestation. And if God's going to be with you in manifestation to the point that I'm talking about here, you've got to be endued with power on high from the promise that the father sent. What was the promise? It was the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit. Now we know that the spirit of God comes to us when we're saved, we're there, but there's something different about God coming upon you. Endued in the Greek, it literally means to sink into or put on a garment. In this verse, it's used metaphorically, meaning furnished with power. Furnished with power. In order for you to be furnished with power, you have to have the Holy Spirit come upon you. This is different than what the disciples experience when Jesus, when he breathed on them. This is different than when you first get saved. This is something different. This is another level. The writer in Acts, in Acts 1.8, he said this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. How many here under the sound of my voice could say that you have experienced the Holy Spirit come upon you? Mm, look at the testimony now. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, <laughs> this is the good part, church. See, when the, how many's desired to see, a, you know, a bunch of other people that you know, just know what you know, to know about the Lord, where you see, and you know, they don't, they don't know, they don't experience, and you hear them talk, and then maybe, just maybe you get in your car when you leave to go home from work, and you've talked with that person before, and you know what they're going through, and how they're struggling, and this and that, but they don't know the Lord, and you are grieved because they don't know God. And you breathed out their name. Church, God has called us to be witnesses to all of the earth. And that happens and that can happen when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, we read about Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had full, fully come, in verse 1 it says, They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, for many of us, what we just read, that's not strange. For many of us, that's not weird that's normal. Amen? 
Now, maybe for some, though, that sounds a little different. Maybe for, for some, that, some of you, it may sound a little weird or a little off or kind of like, oh, that sounds kind of crazy. I don't really understand everything we just read that we just looked at. Church, let me be honest with you. Even though I said, you know, I understand or I, it's not, it, it's normal, all that. I don't fully understand it. I don't fully understand God. I don't understand all his ways. I know that the scripture says that's okay because his ways are higher than mine. That's all I know. And I know when God came upon me the first time and when this right here happened, there was a something that came on the inside of me and I could feel it from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Uh, the tears began to come down my face and then something started coming out of my mouth. I didn't even know what I was saying, but I didn't care because I felt the God all over me. And it may, yeah, it sounded weird. And I started praying in the spirit. And the next thing I know, my hands are up in the air and I was changed on that day and I have never looked back. Amen. Just something took place in me. My grandmother would say, don't, you know, make sure they don't just speak it. She tells me on the phone, tells dad too, make sure they really get the fire. And she'd say that, you know, it's grandma where make sure they get the fire. Filled. It says the power sat upon them and it says filled. This means to make full. Again, this church, this was different than when Christ breathed on his disciples. This was different than just having the spirit of God inside of you. Now, this this day of Pentecost, this was a Jewish feast held 50 days after Passover. It celebrated the first few fruits of the wheat harvest. And there's more to it. And we don't have time to get onto it. But I say, you know, it's it's once a year. It's a celebration. It's a feast. But see, what happened on this particular day of Pentecost, at this year, 2,000 years ago or whenever it was, the exact year, I don't know. When it happened on this day, it was not just a one-time event, never to be experienced by anyone else again. I'm going to say that one more time. This was not just a one-time event that we read in Scripture never to be experienced by anyone else ever again. Because you can have a personal Pentecost, so to speak. Church, I know because I've experienced it. I've had it. And I had that day, and I had that experience. And this morning at the end of the service, hallelujah, if you want to experience that, you can come forward this morning. And you can experience that. I believe by faith we're going to pray. And we will pray for you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Three things that we need to do to have God with us. Number one is to let the Holy Spirit lead your life. This begins with your speaking. And not just speaking in tongues, but your communication in general. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dispensation, dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. This is submitting yourself to God, including what you say and how you say it. You're filled with the Spirit. Listen, when you're, someone gets drunk, they don't know half of what they said. They don't remember the night before. 
Maybe that's happened to you before. Hasn't happened to me before because the first time I tasted alcohol, I spit it out. I didn't like it. I'll just be honest. It didn't taste good. But when you're drunk, you don't know what you're saying. You don't remember it. That's why I said don't be drunk with wine because you can't control your speak speech, what you're saying. Now, he didn't say don't drink any wine. He said don't be drunk. Are, are you here this morning? A couple of the wine drinkers, I heard you say amen. No, I was just playing. <laughs> There's some more. There's some more. Amen. That's all right. But you say things you wouldn't normally say. You end up doing things you wouldn't normally do. But when you're filled with the Spirit, when you get drunk with the Spirit, so to speak, that's a different story. It's an experience that you never forget. And you know that what you say is okay because you're being led by the Spirit. James says the tongue is what is the most unruly. That's why you got to get control of your speaking. You know, it's much harder to tame your tongue on your own without the Holy Spirit. Lord knows I've tried. It's much easier to have a personal Pentecost than pray in the Spirit daily and surrender yourself to the Holy Spirit. Jude says building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's what Jude said. Oh, man. Church. You know, I've had different ones. I need to say this right here, right now. Because, you know, I know some of us in here, maybe you've never prayed in the Spirit. And I'm going to, I want to tell a couple, it's 1103. My Lord, have mercy. Bear with me, church, this morning. I've had several come to me. And they were struggling with a certain thing, you know, sin, whatever, different ones. And this has happened before. And I began to counsel and pull out scriptures and say, okay, I'm going to help you. I'm going to be there for you, brother. Let's do this. And I call and check on, man, it's the same thing. I'm fighting this. I'm fighting that. And I said, man, I just don't know what's going on. And it's been a week, and he's reading the scriptures. He's doing it, and he's praying, and he's casting down, and he's casting down the imaginations. I don't know why he's still struggling with the thing. And we broke this and broke that, and we commanded this and commanded that. I don't know what's wrong. We're supposed to have victory here. Why is this young man not having victory? And so then I went to the Lord, and I said, God, I've done everything I know to do. And he said, no, you haven't. I said, what do you mean? You didn't talk to him about praying in the spirit. And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, man. I called and said, come over here right now. He came over. And this has happened several times, church, where then I began to, from that moment, I began to tell each one. He said, you need to pray in the spirit every day. You take about 15 minutes and begin to pray in the spirit. He said, I said, how long has it been? He said, well, it's been a long time. Well, it's time to start. Let's do it right now, and then you're going to do it every day. We began to pray in the Spirit. And see, I called the next day after that morning, that night. He said, you won't believe it. The thoughts are gone. You just don't know. Just one day, just like that. The power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know, church, I don't know how some do it without it. I don't even know. I just know I've grabbed hands with others, 
And we began to pray in the spirit and the tears flow. And now that thing that they were tormented with was gone. Because I didn't know how to get rid of it, but the spirit of God does. I didn't know what I was saying and what I was doing. It was my wisdom. It was what I was saying. Oh, I, yeah, even I got these scriptures. I got that. But the spirit knew something I didn't know. The spirit did something inside of them and did a work in them as he began to pray. And then it left. Church, I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. I know this is different for some of you. But when the Holy Spirit is leading you, you will be able to fight and finish your battle. You'll get way past facing your battle. You will fight and complete your battle in a way that you've never been able to do before. The level of victory that you can walk in when you submit yourself to the Holy Spirit of God. And have a personal Pentecost. Elders, I'm going to need you this morning. We're going to pray for some people this morning. Hallelujah. Let love rule your life. Number two, things we need to do. We need to let the Holy Spirit lead your life. You need to let love lead, rule your life. Church, we've got to become more compatible with God. And look, let me say this before I continue that, is that God is always compatible with us. He always, that reckless love, he is always after you. And he is ready at any moment in time. When if someone's messing up on that relationship, it's definitely us. See, when, I, when something's going wrong between me and my wife, most of the time it's my fault. But from time to time it's hers too because she ain't perfect either. Although most of the time she's a lot better than me. Let's just be real about it. Right? But see, when it comes to God, I can't say that. When it comes to God, every time, it's me. Every time. You become more compatible with God by letting love rule your life. Not by being religious, not by doing this and not doing that, not, oh, don't do this, don't do that. That's not what makes you compatible with God. It's letting love rule your life. That's what makes you more compatible. 1 John 4, 7 and 8, very popular verse. We've said it before. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. So you can, you can bind stuff, fight, claim it, fake it till you make it, whatever. But if you're not walking in love, you're not going to win battles. You're going to lose battles. Why do I know that? Because it says in 1 Corinthians 13 that love never fails. Love will always win. Amen. So we've got to let love rule our life. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of people try to figure out, what is this What is this grieving of the Holy Spirit? If you're compatible with the Spirit of God, you're not grieving the Spirit of God. He wants to work through you. But it's hard for God to show himself strong in a person's life when they haven't put away the things in these next two verses. See, it continues and explains what grieves the Holy Spirit. Watch. 
Verse 31, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Malice is the desire to do evil. And verse 32 is the key. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. What is it that grieves the Holy Spirit? Not loving. Look at the list again in verse 31. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, clamor, evil speaking be put away with you with all malice. Just like Pastor Justin was saying during that song, we had that interruption. He said, when someone does me wrong, what do I want to do? The fivefold minute, I want to punch him. That's what I want to do. I want to tell him off. But that's not what God would do. God would forgive. He would forgive instantly. And see, when you've built yourself up, and you say, TJ, I can't do that. No, but see, when you've built yourself up in your most holy faith, praying always in the Holy Ghost, you can. You can. You end up more patient. You end up with more faith. You end up forgiving. You end up being kind. Saying, being long-suffering, saying stuff you never would have thought you, you could say and do. Building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. If he, and then Ephesians 5.1, when you're doing this, you're doing this in verse 1. You're being an imitator of God as dear children because we're all the children of God. And now I'm imitating him because that's what he did. He walked in love. Verse 2, and walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Amen. So we've got to let the Holy Spirit lead our life. We've got to let love rule our life. And the third thing is, is we've got to let him flow. We've got to let him flow. You're letting him flow when you walk in love. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says that you and the Spirit are one. We've read that, and we read that last couple of weeks. We're one, and if we're one, we're letting him flow in our life. For a husband and wife to get along, there's got to be compatibility. For me to get along with Carrie Ann, we've got to be somewhat compatible. <clears throat> Amen? For me and the Holy Spirit, what I've got to do is I've got to be obedient to the Scriptures. I've got to look at the Word. I've got to apply that Word in my life. I've got to build myself up in, my, in, the, in the Holy Ghost so I am compatible with God. And look, it's not religious, we got to get that out of our head like this list of do's and don'ts, you know, like uh, all, all these things that I, I, don't, I can't do or whatever. The Spirit can't move in our life and flow through the works of the flesh. That's, it's just that simple. We've got to become one with Him. And Galatians 3.5 tells us that God supplies the Spirit to us and works miracles among us. In Philippians 2.13, there's something we've got to let the Spirit flow. There's some, he gave us His Spirit for something for us to do. It's for miracles. Like it says in Galatians 3, 5, and then Philippians 2, 13. It is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. We are supposed to do. In other words, we are supposed to let the spirit flow through us to walk in love, work miracles, and do for God's good pleasure. Again, I'm not talking about religious. You can tell the religious ones when they're walking around saying, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this, I don't do that. They got all these I don't do instead of the do-do. And church, we need to do-do. And stop not doing this. We need to get our do on. Amen. Church, God is with me in every area. 
because I have learned to let the Holy Spirit lead, to let love rule in my life, and to let him flow. And because I had that personal Pentecost, I had a personal encounter with God. I was in a prayer meeting on a Friday night one time. You can go ahead and turn that scripture off the screen. Brother Ron, could you do me a favor? Could you grab me another bottle of water right there off that table? I appreciate it. I was in a prayer meeting on Friday night years ago, and we were in my my townhouse. Uh, We lived in uh, Springfield, Virginia. And the Spirit of God was just really in that place. Thank you. And the Spirit of God was just in that place. And, I, I mean... There was this one lady who had come and and she was staying with us and she had just got there that day, that day, walked in like an hour before the prayer meeting. And she began to pray in the spirit. Some of us, we were praying for a need and she began to pray and she was just, she was just going and she was looking right at me and I'll be honest, this started getting uncomfortable Because it was like she was looking right through me. She stopped praying. And she looked at me and she did like this. Now I knew this woman. And she pulled me over to the side in the kitchen. Where they were still praying over there. And she looked at me. And she said, the spirit of God just told me that you're doing this, this, this. I mean, and she started naming it. Now I was in high school at the time. And then she said, you drag so-and-so in it with you. I was horrified at first, but then I was convicted in my heart, and I began to cry. And I repented right there in that kitchen. Church, I've seen some things and experienced some things. It's just had to be God. This woman didn't know. She just got there. She didn't know nothing about me. She didn't know what I did with my friend. She had no idea, and she named it. But it wasn't her, see. Again, it wasn't her. The Holy Spirit named it. Don't worry, I'm not going to name your sin. I'm not going to call you out. (laughs) Tyler, you have done that. No, no, no. You know, we're not. That's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to tell you, and I I mean, man, I don't know, my watch is up there, but they're just on and on like that in my life, different things. I remember a time I'd gone uh, down to Costa Rica, and we were at this, this trip, and all these teenagers, and we were in this room, and there were leaders there. And there was someone who, you know, walked like this, you know, because one leg was shorter than the other. And then the the man that was teaching and talking was talking about praying and healing the sick. And he called that person out and said, you know, there's someone here that needs that. And so they came over and he sat in a chair and the two legs came out and one leg grew out to the other one just like that. And that guy was walking straight and crying. 
we went out and we started praying for people. In church, I don't know how many. I couldn't count how many people got healed. I told a person, I said, when I was out and through the translator, I said, God's going to heal you right now. I laid my hand on their forehead and commanded them to be healed, and they were healed. Church, there's been times in my life where that has taken place, and I've seen miracles that I just cannot explain other than God. And the Spirit of God flowing through my life at that moment. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, the Spirit of God knows. I don't know. He's got the answer. I want, and this is what I want, the Spirit of God to flow in my life to where it's Acts 1-8. Acts 1-8. Receive power and then to the uttermost earth they'll all know. It'll be able to spread. That's my own desire. Church, we've got to be able to face, fight, and finish our battles so that it's a testimony to those around us.